What's going on, everybody? I'm sober, and it is Monday, August 3rd, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zo, a.k.a. 4 for 5 is good, a.k.a. Father Zo. Uh, with me, as always, is Mr. Aldo Soto. What's up? I just want to give a shout-out to the best team in the National League, your Chicago Cubs. Ah, they are, actually, though. There's no... Hottest team in baseball, almost. Hottest team in baseball. And Mr. He's on mute, Kevin Fiddler. There he is. <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, that was pretty nice to see. Today was the first time the bullpen didn't scare the crap out of me, and that happened to be when we start an inning with a runner at second, which is strange. <laughs> They're used to it. So yeah. we're going to just wrap up the weekend, talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, what we saw. But with all that being said, hey, let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. Boys, I just want to say that the 2020 season absolutely counts. Yeah, (laughs) the boys are buzzing, dude. It's Uh, nice when when both Chicago teams sweep a three-game series over the weekend. That's always a it's always a good Sunday night for everybody in town. Yes, absolutely. And the Cubs took uh, they beat. The Pirates in three games at Wrigley, um, which is great momentum because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you get a nice little four-game series against the team that the White Sox just beat the shit out of, the Royals. So that's pretty solid. Um, I mean, I'll let you guys go into a little bit more depth on what you liked and what you didn't like and, you know, what you need to see. So whoever wants to start, go for it. Kevin, I just want to bring up number one, Tyler Chatwood. That's where I was going to start too, but I figured you guys would. Is Tyler Chatwood the new Jake Arrieta? Who says no? Hey, when he was brought over, that was kind of like the buzz was, is this another one of those pickups where he wasn't getting optimized? He had a fantastic road ERA um, and road stats in general when he was with the Rockies because everyone has elevated home stats when you're you know pitching in Colorado, but it just never panned out because of his command issues. And this year, I mean, I think he's, what is he throwing, like 10 and – 10 two thirds, I think it is or something like that. And he's got 19 strikeouts. I mean, are you kidding me? And he's two and no, obviously I thought he'd be a good 15 game winner when they got him. I was, I actually was really excited about the move then. And it's been such a disappointment the last two years, but he keeps doing this, you know, that's dominant stuff that Arietta used to do. I mean, he, what did he carry? I mean, he was, I mean, he gave up, um, you know, yesterday, I mean, he just went out there and just pounded everybody. I mean, he was at one point, I think he struck out four dudes in a row, five, five or six, you know, five of six, I think. Um, so I mean, when a guy's doing that, that is that is Jose who? I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> Quintana can go and be a new reliever at this point. If if Chatwood's keeping this up, Alec Mills is keeping it up. There's no need to like 
pull any of these five guys the way they're doing it. I mean, Lester was sharp again today, you know, five. And I mean, he needs to conserve some pitches. He gets to that bullpen immediately. It's like terrorizing all of us. It's really traumatic for all Cub fans when he goes five innings only. But Dude, it's they great to see. Pitching John Chatwood, that shit was filthy, bro. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the pitching staff. Yeah, no, I was going to say, in spite of how terrible the bullpen's been, this is how good the starters have been. In spite of the the dumpster fire, hot trash, um, you know, cauldron that, that the bullpen is, the Cubs pitching staff is fifth in the major leagues in batting average against and tied for fourth in hard hit rate. Despite the fact that the bullpen has been horrifically, maybe even historically bad, they're still the starters have been so good that they're still top five when it comes to getting outs. Um, I think is that's incredible. That's a testament to a great pitching staff. That's our starters, at least, getting their job done. So on Saturday, Chetwin went six and two-thirds, tied a career high with 11 strikeouts, walked two guys, only allowed three hits, uh, threw two starts, 12 and two-thirds, innings pitched, only six hits allowed, only one earned run allowed, 19 strikeouts, only four walks. There it is. When we're talking about a guy who was walking like 18% of the – batters he faced two years ago <laughs> and now he has a four to one strikeout to walk ratio and again he always had the stuff he has that two seamer that comes back in off the plate against lefties he had he's th- the big thing now he's apparently just throwing his cutter a lot more and that is getting a whole bunch of like swings and misses so that's that's like the new that's his new thing where that's what they figured out hey man control this cutter and you can go out there and dominate. And that's mm-hmm. what he's doing. He's obviously he has his command going right now, which he's able to locate. I mean, there's not many people there. I mean, cause it was just so, it was so obvious before where he would just be, he was like overthrowing, you know, he was spiking fastballs in the dirt, 56 feet. Uh, his breaking pitches were also just, you know, in the dirt. And you just, it was so obvious that, Something was off. Mechanics just weren't there. And now he, he looks like a completely different pitcher. Wow. Oh, man. It's fun to watch. Uh, so it, him, uh, and then obviously the other big news from the weekend. We talked about it last week after like his first outing uh, against Cincinnati. Craig Kimbrough isn't the club's closer anymore. <laughs> that was it. It took two, it took two innings for David it. Ross to be – this guy stinks. <laughs> so he comes in. He comes in on Saturday. Cubs are up 6-1. It's like, all right, perfect. We get to have, or no, is it Saturday, Friday? Whatever it is. I can't remember now. So Cubs have like 6-1 lead. Perfect time to get Kimbrell some work in. It's like, hey, man, just go out there. Like, It's not a safe situation. Pressure's off. Just get three outs. A home run, a home run. Hundred and like five mile per hour ground ball to second, a hundred and like six mile per hour fly out to center, a hundred and two mile per hour fly ball for the third. That's mm. like, oh my god, this I don't know if he's tipping pitches, if it's just he doesn't have any like the spin rate is way down. I think we saw it's way down, way down. Spin rate is down, the arm the arm release, the release point is way lower. So maybe that's just guys are picking up the ball right away, whatever it is. <laughs> he, he looks done. I don't no, know. How honest question. Honest question. Kind of, kind of like the Calvin Herrera thing. Do you see the Cubs just cutting bait? No, no because Calvin Herrera was making like he was only owed maybe like three million dollars this year. Like, 
Kraken still has another 15 million for next they're gonna, year. They're going to spend the better part of the season trying to get him right. And it's going to have to be in low leverage situations, obviously, or blowouts till mm-hmm. he gets it right. And then he's going to have to earn that trust back. He's, you know, I think that the trust now is gone. You know, I think they went with, with Wick. What Wick was it? Wick. They Wick, went with Wick huh? to close. And obviously, it's funny when you look at the Cubs stats. I mean, there's really not much you can trust out of that bullpen. Cubs have six players that have a whip under one, and only one of them is a reliever. All five starters have whips under one, and then Jeffries. That's it. And so, you know, Wick's been good, and Jeffers, Jeffers been, I think, maybe even better. I think Ross used him. He probably would have closed, but Ross used him early to get out of a big jam in the seventh, I think it was, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that Ross is going, look, I needed my best guy in my most important linchpin moments. He's not going to be playing. I don't, I, at this point, I think they're not going to play the closer game. I think they're just going to play hot hand game, and that's fine. I mean, honestly, you don't hog tie anybody in, and, and someone that gets hot can take the job and run with it. If they do, they get their opportunities. But, you know, at least – for for now, at least you can know you can trust Wick and you can trust Jeffers. And I think I think you're going to start to see some of these other guys be a little bit more trusted. Um, a couple guys do well today. Um, so, but God, Kimbrel so, is. I've never seen somebody go from so good to so shit in such a such a fast like downfall without an in, like a major major injury. It's yeah, no, it was it was literally from the 2018 playoffs to when he was signed. Those like whatever eight months between him pitching just uh, completely different, just bad. He's bad. I think the stat so, was between like 2011 and 2018, or like his entire major league career before the Cubs, he had one game that he gave up a multi home run game, or like two home runs in an outing with the Cubs in like I don't know, like 27 appearances or something. It's been like was it five, six games, multi home run games. Uh, I'm going to butt in here with two breaking news. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, one, no. One, Aaron Judge just hit another home run. Holy okay. Six home runs in five games. And two, the Marlins just came back with zero positive tests. So, Who did? Good news Marlins? baseball. Marlins. Yeah, nice. the Marlins. They should go celebrate tonight. Positive. They should hit a club to go celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to get to that later. Clown show. After we uh, finish the Cubs job. Sorry. So sorry. To, but I do want to ask Cubs guys, is there anybody in South Bend that you'd like to see? Yeah, Burl. Garraway, the Duke of Burl. Now. Not not not, not next week. Now. You're the and, hottest team in baseball. You're sitting in first place. You kind of have to just keep it going in the 60-game season. You don't really got time to fuck around and figure out Kimbrel's arm. Is there any of these kids that you want to see up? Give them a shot at it. Kevin just said it. Burl Caraway Cubs first or second round pick uh, like a month ago or two months ago now, I guess. Him, bring him up. Fuck it. Who cares? Uh, they brought up, they did, they did bring up another, a different lefty, Justin Steele, who he's been a starter for his minor league career. But everyone's saying, you know, everyone who like really is like in depth uh, with the minor leagues for the Cubs is like, this guy has like the stuff where you know he can add a couple miles per hour to his fastball out of like a reliever role where he'll throw 95, 96, 97 from the left side. So mm-hmm. okay, he so he was called up on Sunday, and James Norwood was they they gave him the shoulder inflammation. I put that in air quotes because it was just like we don't really want you right now. Um, <laughs> so Justin steals up. 
But I mean, so that's one lefty and like Kyle, man. So I made the mistake of, so 2020, there's a lot of things you can't do. Can't assume anything, number one. And I assumed that Kyle Ryan was just going to be like lights out every time out. He's going to get ground balls because that's what he did all last year. And then he came in on Saturday and like gave up a two run home run to left hand hitter Colin Moran. Didn't look good. He was throwing like mid 80s. <laughs> apparently, everyone in the Cubs bullpen just like can't throw hard anymore. Um, not great. Um, except for maybe a couple guys, but he didn't look sharp. Rex Brothers, he got touched up real hard, Cincinnati. And mm-hmm. a couple times he warmed up on Sunday, and but eventually David Ross never went to him. So good sign there. Just go to your best arms, not just you don't always have to play the lefty lefty matchups. Right. Uh, we saw on Sunday he brought in Dan Winkler to uh, pitch to Moran, who uh, hit a couple home runs the past two, couple games. So you want again, bro Caraway, bring him up. I know that they're, they're not going to. You got to do it, man. You they're don't have time. I want Braylon Marquez up. I mean, he hasn't pitched above like single A ball, so they're probably not going to bring him up. But I said it last week, Alzale, that's a guy who's been a starter. He can probably give you a couple innings, a couple times a week. You know, get him up here. Mm-hmm. But man, I what I do like, what I do like, it would have been very. I think it would have been very easy. Like I'm, th- I'm putting this in the place of like if Joe Madden was still a manager. If he was still right. the manager, I think it it, w- it would have been very easy for him to say, yes, Kimbra has looked bad, but, you know, this guy has a track record. I trust him. And I think you could have seen Craig Kimbrell out there again in a, cl- in a save situation this past weekend where he shouldn't have been. But David Ross or, – or no, maybe, maybe I could be wrong. Maybe Joe Madden would have been like after the first time, he's like, no, this guy like stinks. Get him out of here. But I mean, I, I will give David Ross credit, rookie manager. He's looking at a veteran who has the long track record, like one of the best relievers of this generation. And he's like, hey, man, my guy, you're not good right now. You can't be our closer. And, you know, he did try to he did try to play the whole, you know, not bury him in the media because they asked him about it after the game on Friday. And, you know, they asked him, like, so, like, are you going to go back to Kimbrell in a, in a safe situation? He's like... Uh, you know, those are conversations I need to have with Craig. Uh, I can't, like, tell you that right now. So, okay, cool. So he didn't bury him in the media, but it's pretty obvious that right now Kimbrell's out, which is great news for the Cubs. Good Uncle, for Joe, uh, Uncle Joe's having a little tough time with his bullpen over there in Anaheim. That, that I mean, oh, that did you bullpen. see how going to get an MRI in his arm? Ugh, that's yeah, that, he's got to stop Everywhere. Yeah. Um, but, and the other thing I like is that the Cubs are bringing up some of their young guys. Mm-hmm. So Justin Steele, who they brought up on Sunday, it's he is his first call to the majors, 25. You know, mm-hmm. I think he dropped in 2014 out of high school. Yep. Um, so you know, I love it. Bring this is the year that you can do it, basically, because I mean who who even knows if we're gonna finish? Steel's so why interesting. Not? Why Steel's not? interesting too, because his he's never pitched higher than double A. He was 0-6 in eleven starts last year at double A. Um that's interesting to me to to think that they obviously it just goes to show that stats sometimes don't mean anything. They they like what they've seen, you know, stats be damned. And again, double A is you're probably gonna be facing more natural ball players than you do at triple A, which are more veteran guys, kind of just holding that water wagon a little bit more. But the steel thing is interesting just because it, it is. It's it's kind of one of those untapped things because he misses 
uh, a lot of barrels. I mean, he's he's more than a strikeout in any kind of guy. So that's 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 beneficial. And he's, I mean, he probably walked a guy every other inning. I think it looks like um, last year. So they might like what they see. And having a lefty arm that's actually consistent is kind of important. But you better not take Burl Caraway away. I want I want Burl. <laughs> what I like about Steel too is just like a guy who can actually throw hard. Yeah. Like it's like you can you what we've seen what we saw with Kyle Ryan was well with Moran you know. Yes, Kyle Ryan knows how to pitch, he knows how to locate, but when you're not throwing, when you can't throw your fastball past a guy, you have just a small uh, room for error. Mm-hmm. That's what we saw. Like you, if you miss, if you miss your spot, just a couple inches, that guy is going to tee that that mm-hmm. 89 mile per hour fastball out of here. Yep. So and, you know, a guy like Justin Steele, if he misses a spot, so get away with it because he's might he's like throwing 97 with some action. Mm-hmm. So. I like that. Uh, offensively, you know, Sunday, the guy they started brawl, like they, he's just mowing everybody down. He had a perfect game through three. And then I think the Pirates like came into the game with like a pitch count or just a game plan. They took him out after three innings. He had a perfect game. And they're like, <laughs> hit the showers, kid. Like, you're done. And the Cubs scored right after that and then didn't score until uh, the walk-off hit by Baez. But, I mean, all weekend. And so, I mean, I guess you didn't have to worry that much because you guys – we're hitting Kansas City like every single inning, yes. but the umpiring has been fucking atrocious. Oh. Like even more atrocious. And and I'm not gonna say it's just against the Cubs because like there are some calls like the Cubs hitters were getting too, but like the strike calls, the nobody knows what a fucking block is, nobody knows what a check swing is, nobody knows what a like a bun attempt is. I I don't know what these umpires. Why are they there? <laughs> yeah, it's been it's... pretty bad today. Today it actually almost cost the Cubs the game. With Nico Horner up there, got a guy, guys on first and second, which actually in that situation, I, I actually, I mean, I know you guys hate bunting in the first place. I didn't feel like that was actually a bunting situation. Um, I thought, I, I figured what, as soon as they put that, you know, put the guy, you know, at first, you know, you got guys in first and second now instead of just a guy on second. I think that alters what you got to do in that situation. And at least in these kind of this situation, like these extra things. And they, you know, he goes for the bunt, you know, he fouls off the first one. Shame on him for not getting it down. Obviously, Almora was behind him. It probably wasn't going to get the job done anyway. Um, and then strike, you know, the next pitch, you know, it's 1-1 one, one count. And he goes up there, and he shows bunt, and he throws the ball down in the dirt. And he and he does what every single player is taught to do, which is he, he pulls the bat back, clearly. And umpire mm-hmm. then asks for help to a guy that's, you know, I'd say 120 feet away, who that's probably the hardest thing to ask a field ump to do is to determine if a guy actually tucked and pulled it back. And he rings him makes it all of a sudden a one, two count instead of, you know, and on the play uh, heads up base running by Sousa to take third because the third baseman for the pirates is an idiot. And he crashed and left, you know, or shortstop didn't fill and, you know, he takes third. So now you got it first and third, it would have been a two, one count first and third instead of a one, two count. That's a completely different at bat that altered everything because then instead of getting an off speed pitch back, you know, he got a curveball back, right foot. He might have to, guy might have to go to a fastball to kind of make sure that he doesn't throw a ball by, and maybe, you know, he, he has to give in a little bit. And that's where Nico's probably better. And instead, Nico, obviously, with the one-two pitch chases in the dirt, Almora goes up there and looks like, like you know, hot trash, a bucket of, you know, dung, except, you know, just just terrible swings. Takes a pitch right down the middle and then swings at a ball eight inches off the dish. Um, and it just completely changed the game. They didn't score. They ended up coming after they ended up winning it later with Javi. But that could have been the game right there just because someone can't see a dude pull his bat back. I mean, how, how do you miss that? You have one thing to watch at that point. Did, you know, and that's not hard to see from where you're at, but uh, 
it's just been bad. The strike zone has been all, you know, bad. I think Nico got screwed a bunch of times this weekend on balls that were six, eight inches out the zone. They, they call a strike and it's like, come on, can't be that bad. There needs mm-hmm. to be some sort of accountability. Obviously I'm more open to robot ups now than I ever was. They've been really bad this year. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, no, all across the board. Like I, I've been watching, this is probably the most baseball outside of the White Sox I've watched in a long time, just because yay sports. And it's been brutal across the board, man. It's just been, oof. and that called third strike against Nick Madrigal was a ball. But anyways, it's been <laughs> pretty brutal uh, all over the place. So Yeah, uh, other guy. I mean, by the way, the Cubs are 72 again, best uh, record in the NL. A third of their games, mm-hmm. Brian has been out. He missed Saturday and Sunday, stomach issue, and then because of the protocols, you know, just they're just making sure it's nothing COVID related. So he had to sit out on Sunday again, and uh, right. you know, and he's been struggling to begin with. So like, just think about it. the Cubs have like one of the worst bullpens in the league, if not the worst. I haven't looked at other teams. You know, the the Padres have had some couple games where they their bullpen has been terrible too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like late leads blowing them too. Uh, Bad, terrible bullpen, Chris Bryant missing a third of the games, and when he's played, obviously, like, freezing cold start. So he was out because he had the shits, right? Uh, yeah. Gastrointestinal issues. So basically, yeah. And yeah. I, it's kind of ironic because I tweeted before the series, I, I fully expect Chris Bryant to explode this weekend. Well. And uh, I didn't mean it to be taken literally, but apparently he had pea butt or something, and it did not work out too well. Uh, it looked like Lloyd. Or uh, Harry Dunn from Dumb and Dumber, just kind of, but that <laughs> you know, but it also brings up a really good point of how responsible these guys are in the Cubs clubhouse. Chris self-reported; he did everything that you're supposed to do when you're not. He didn't bring it into the clubhouse. You know, there's a reason why the Cubs have, you know, have been doing so well in this COVID stuff compared to anybody in, in the league. It's because these guys are smart enough. Chris is smart enough to say, and you know, it shows a trust in your teammate too. You know that if you admit to it, that you might get banged out for a couple of days and not get to play but he right. trusts his teammates to pick up the slack when he's out. And that's, I'm sure any other guy in that dugout, it sounds like would do the same thing. And I think that that's a wonderful attribute of, of a veteran led team with a veteran, you know, like a veteran. You know, I think David Ross right now is he has to be someone that people are thinking about for coach of the year with a limited sample size, but he's pushed every button the correct way. Um, and he's, he's not just pushed the buttons, but he's kept the discipline in house when it comes to what they're doing off the field. They're not going down to the Ozarks. They're not going out to the clubs. They're going back to their hotel. They're taking care of themselves, and they're making sure that they keep that clubhouse clean. And I, I, I absolutely love um, that they're doing that. It's 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 such great synergy with with the whole group. And I think that's what David Ross has always brought um, as a player. And now having him back in that dugout, these guys are thriving because they've got their they got Grandpa back, and Grandpa's still Grandpa. He's he's doing what he did. And I think that's a tribute to I think Madden maybe be less Madden and more Ross in 2016 might have been more of the difference maker. When you look back on it, and now a word from our sponsors. So I just have one more, ne- one more positive and one more negative. Again, so the t- I mean, going back to mm-hmm. just think about uh, 2019, the Cubs started up two and seven, and their bullpen was equally as bad. But the big difference this year, so far, is the rotation's been like outside of like the couple, like the U Darvish start was shaky uh, in Milwaukee or against Milwaukee, and then Kyle Hendricks just for whatever reason the past year can't pitch on the road uh, in Cincinnati. But that might have not even mattered because Sunny Gray was just uh, great that game. But the rotation outside of like those two starts, which were like the two Cubs losses so far, lights out, mm-hmm. lights out. I think it's like now. I mean, Luster gave up. He didn't. He didn't give up a lot of hits on Sunday either. 
He gave the first home run. He was, you know, had a, a couple, I think uh, a couple walks. With the Pirates really weren't doing anything much after that either. They were hitting the ball hard. You know, you always want the bap of gods on your side. Lester right. had that with him on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But Cubs are like, Cubs starters are not giving up hits, which is great. And even like Kevin, you said, like, you're worried because in the first inning and you more reason to like 20 plus pitches. And you're thinking shit is like, is Lester going to be out by the fourth? And then we're going to need like that much more of the bullpen. But I mean, he went six innings mm-hmm. and at this point of, of the year in 2020, that's like pitching seven or eight innings any other year mm-hmm. right now. How things are going. So great. You Darvish was looked amazing uh, Friday night. And again, again, it's the pirates. Pirates are shit, but, Hey, you've got to you just, just you got to do what you got to do. You just got to get- fucking take him out to the cleaners. Negative. And maybe it's a it's a positive for the Cubs team, but it's a negative for Albert Amorgina, who is playing himself out of a job. Oh, he's done. I I don't like. I don't like. I don't never like the whole just zeroing in on one guy and like you're only going to call this one guy. I try to be as consistent as I can. And it's not all – I mean, with Nicky Delmonico, like he said, so last last episode, it's not his fault that he was, like, bad in cleanup. He's, he didn't put his name in there. It was the manager, right. front office, whoever decided that. You know, right. it wasn't – it's not Elmore's fault that he had so many opportunities uh, batting leadoff in 2018 or 2019 when he was the clear answer that he was not suited to be in that role and just not suited to be in the lineup as often as he was. But, man, this <laughs> – what I think the annoying thing for me and for a lot of Cubs fans is we've heard the same story for like two, three years now where, you know, Albert Elmore Jr. has been working hard in the offseason. He has a new – it's either he has a new approach at the play, he has a new batting stance. It's something new. But at the end of the day, this guy hasn't made – he hasn't made any adjustments. We're still seeing the same things. And, again, it's limited playing time. I mean, he's only had like, like I don't know, 12 at-bats so far this year. But he's still just, you know – Outside pitch, trying to yeah. pull the ball, and we get a weak ground ball to shortstop. When you need contact against a lefty, we saw it Sunday after Horn strikes out. Al Mora is supposed to be like one of your contact guys. You can't be the contact guy and fucking strike out and look like you have no clue at the plate. Mm-hmm. Love is de- like his defense. He does look a lot better this year than last year for whatever reason. Like that, that, that his defensive level went down, but this year it, it does seem to go back to you know he's solid, solid defense the guy you want out there. Uh, in the eighth and ninth inning with the lead, but other than that, I don't see how I don't see why Ian Happ should ever have to sit mm-hmm. uh, the rest of the year. He should be the everyday starting center fielder. El, El Mora hasn't, and this isn't anything new. This isn't just these games in 2020. This isn't uh, you know second half of 2019. You know I know everyone wants to or like his supporters want to say you know after that foul ball incident in Houston that really messed with his mind. You know that was a very traumatic event. This is going back since July 2018. It's two. It's been two years mm-hmm. where he is one of the worst hitters in baseball, and that's not that's not hyperbole. That is, those are stats. Like, legitimately bottom five hitter in baseball for like. And I know. I mean, we've only played like less than ten games in 2020, but his last what like 190 games or something like that. Just terrible, terrible hitter. Hasn't made any adjustments. Had I. It's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. I'm glad that at least the bare minimum, Dave Ross has only limited him to playing against lefty so far. 
and bringing him in as a defensive replacement. But I don't think he he hasn't shown me anything where it's like, yeah, no, he he should start. Like he shouldn't. He's like he's like your fifth outfielder right now. He's a well, defensive specialist. It's even harder is that with Hap, Hap's got a his his OPS is off the charts right now. He's got a 1054 OPS, he's slugging 679. How do you how how often do you want to put a guy on the bench? that's doing something like that. Like he, and so, you know, like today, obviously Hap goes up there and I mean, he got to, yeah, I think he pitch hit late. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can't let a guy like Hap sit behind a guy that's just doing what I'm worth doing. I think that Rossi is just trying to be equitable with some playing time a little bit too early on. I think you'll see Hap start settling into that role a little bit. Now that you start seeing, you know, today I think would probably be a big go a long way for Almora losing innings and opportunities because that was a big opportunity for him to to do something, and he didn't. He didn't answer the call, and that's 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 bad. That's a that's a red flag for a head coach to say I can't trust you. And you go to the back of the line, next guy up. Who's gonna who am I gonna have up in that situation next time? Because it ain't gonna be you because you had a chance to do it and you didn't. And you look like a deer in the headlights. Worse. So that's bad. And I, I mean, right, I agree with you on that. And right now, I mean, he you can't even say that it. Literally, the only thing he brings to the team is like he plays really good like defense in center field. But there is a guy who, if the roster was at 20, like right now, the, so the rosters are at set at 30 for the first two weeks of the season. Um, I don't know if they're going to expand that because, like, uh, like, teams are just having, or a couple teams are having COVID outbreaks, and you just don't know. There's a lot of injuries. Like, I don't know if they're going to try to extend the 30 man rosters for a couple more weeks or one more week. But that's going to k- get cut down to 28, and then it's going to get down to 26. Yep. I, you, like, at this point, <laughs> Uh, I think it was Michael Ernst who was, uh, writes for the Cubs Den. Like, Elmore has three weeks to prove that he should stay on the roster. Because <laughs> there's the guy, Ian Miller. Right. Ian Miller can do everything that Albert Elmore can do. and But he can do more because he can actually steal bases. Elmore can't not he's, – he's not a base stealer. Right. He, uh, Ian Miller can, like, drop down a bunt. I, I Hey, I'm not going to be a guy who's like, you need a guy who can bunt. But, hey, if you need it with these extra inning rules, sometimes you need that. And that's yep. like a guy who could just—he's great. He put down a button. He has the speed element. He can play uh, solid defense too. Almore has like it's whatever. Like I think it's three more weeks where, hey man, you have to show us something or you're gonna you're not you're gonna go to South Bend and then in the off season there's gonna be a serious conversation with the front office really like, do we need to bring this guy back at all or is he gonna be non-tendered? Because it's it's bad. It's going to be two years where yeah. bad hitter, bad baseball player. Not he's good. progressively gotten worse, worse as his career's gone on. Like he's drastically declined. Sooner or later, you got to tap out. The ceiling was. Yep. It's not like the ceiling was ever high, but like you know, you expected a floor. You know, there's because there, there was years where he was hitting 285, 290. Like he he was never going to be a guy who's going to walk. He's not going to hit a lot of power. But the minimum was okay. He can hit. He can hit lefties. He can play really good center field. We're now down to he can't hit anyone, and, you know, he's all right in center, which okay. I mean, again, as an outsider looking in, I don't see why Ian Happ isn't starting every day. Yeah. I mean, it's just pretty simple. I mean, man, again, Almora was a guy who's like, hey, you still felt comfortable even last year? You're like, okay. You can start him, like start him against lefties. 
But we went through a season where he was just terrible against lefties too. I think he was worse against left-handed pitching in 2019 than against righties. Uh, and, you know, we're, that trend isn't really uh, getting better this year. Hap, hey, at least he can walk. He might, I know he's he's a, a lot better from the left side than he is the right. He can still work a count, mm-hmm. though, from the right side. And, hey, yeah. get get him more at-bats to make him more comfortable from the right side because at this point he looks like your guy in center. Stop wasting those valuable plate appearances with a guy who, yeah, yes, you put in the work, yep. but – you're not getting the results. The results are not, they're bad. Yeah. They're terrible. They're terrible. And I hate to say it, like, obviously, you want all these guys to be great, but they're not going to be. Right. Ah. He's so a good really person. Is. It makes it probably hard for Ross, too, is that, you know, he came up with, you know, Ross probably still sees him as that pup from 2016. He's probably, you know, mm-hmm. he's probably got a, a lot longer a leash because he does. I mean, Amore is a nice dude, you know, and those guys are real close and he is a clubhouse guy. So, you know, the things that you don't see, you know, you know, when, when, you know, you don't get to, you don't have that insight as a fly on the wall to know what value he brings, but on the field, it's, you know, you're going to get to a point where, you know, it's going to, you might be even alienating players. Cause you're like, why are you keep throwing this guy out there that just keeps not getting the job done? And I think Rossi sees it as, I think Rossi does want to give him a little bit more cause he, I think he cares about him, but you're getting, we're already at this point now where it's right. we're 24 games into the season, technically. So, you know, technically it's time to start looking elsewhere for an option and because the option right now is it's just not Almora. And then, so coming up now for the Cubs this week, you got four against Kansas City, two at home, two in Kansas City. You got to win those games. Got it. And then uh, a weekend series versus the Cardinals that finishes off with the Hendricks Wainwright showdown on Sunday Night Baseball. If they play that series because the St. Louis Covidals um, may not be yeah. able to do it. Let's get to it. Let's get so Marlins Cardinals have oh, yeah. been the teams that had the outbreaks. Yeah. Reports. And like I know Kevin, I was like, I it's not that I was I didn't want to believe it's just like it's Bob Nightingale. If you're gonna report it, report it, don't just be like, yeah, you know, they maybe went out. But they came out, Marlins were fucking clubbing out or whenever. Uh Cardinals going out to the casino, even when even after even after that. Because I think the casino thing was like before the season, right? Or something like that. The, the Ozarks was before the season. The Ozarks was like before the season. Yeah. But even at that point, it was pretty established that you shouldn't be fucking going out because mm-hmm. you're going to be going to camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even that, even after the Marlins have, and I know it's golfing, and you know you're outdoors, and it's not like you're huddled up all the time, and, it, and you're not as old right. as you know clubhouse. Guys, you don't have to fucking go out. You you just saw what happened the week before. What are you doing going out and like, hey, you think you think all these other guys like to stay in their hotel room? No, like nope. it. And I've I've seen it. I'm I'm normally again. I'll like side with like being like more liberal for players, like for whatever the consequences are. But at this point, the protocol the protocols were pretty fucking clear. They've been broken. If MLB wants to like really put their fucking like fist down, make these team make the Cardinals like, hey guys, you fucked up. Nobody else did. You're gonna forfeit these teams. You lost. Bam, three game series against the Cubs. You can't field the team because of a safe things. It's your fault. You just lost three games there. Same thing for the Marlins. If you want to take even this uh, level like beyond that. 
we're taking your pay away. You know what? Consider that too. Yeah. There's you no got to hit them in the pocket. Otherwise, these players aren't going to respond to team losses. You got to hit them in the pocket personally. Otherwise, it's yeah. not going to change. Either that or make Derek Jeter start at shortstop for the month. Huh. It's just so, unpro- it's so unprofessional, too. Like, I, I think I told you guys I was texting with Chasen in the middle of the night. And I'm like, why are you texting me in the middle of the night? What are you doing up? And he's like, we had to take a bus from Boston to New York because that was exactly what had just happened with the Phillies. Um, and that they wanted to take extra protocols. So he's like, basically, nobody got sleep that night on the Mets on the bus because it was terrible. It was a bus ride. Nobody was riding. You're a pro baseball player, for God's sakes. At that point, you're not supposed to, a major league player is not supposed to be riding a bus. And it's unprofessional, like you said it, because these dudes are going out there and, you know, chasing is, I love, I, he, he cracks me up. He's playing Fortnite every night in his hotel room. He hates it. He, he'd love to go out, but he understands what's important. And most baseball players in the major leagues are doing that right now. And then you got these dickheads, these dickwads in, you know, in, in St. Louis and in Florida, not following it. It's frustrating. And again, they're angry. The, the Mets players right now are angry. And, and I know Chasen was, you know, Chasen's boy is one of the guys that got sick. Um, and he, they're, they're all, they're, I mean, they're remorseful obviously now, but it's after the fact. It doesn't put the poop back in the horse. It's too late. Um, right. People are pissed at those teams. I mean, it's not Astros pissed, but it's pretty, there's some pissiness. Um, and when you've got guys that are going out there and doing this kind of stuff, I mean, think about it this way. Are you an idiot? Okay, it's it's one thing to say, you know, I, again, I, I, I will go to my deathbed believing this is to be true. Is It's about sex a lot with these guys, too. I think these guys want to go out and be girls, too. It's, it's, a, it's a part of the road. And I think that some of these young ball players are going out and trying to, you know, whatever you want to call it. Some, you know, they, it used to be called groupies, but they're just basically going out and people, they, they want that. They want what they worked hard for, which is to go out and, and to, to meet women. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I believe firmly that there are people out there that would intentionally try to get an opposing player sick by saying, oh, I've got COVID. Let me go see if I can't get blankety blank from the Cardinals sick because I'm a gigantic Brewers fan and I want. The brewer, you know, they, they don't think rationally. It's obviously a horrible way to think, but I think that people are out there that people can actually go out and intentionally get, you know, spread something to somebody. No different than like, you know, testing your food on the road for food poisoning and making sure no one's like getting into your, you know, it's 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 no different. And, and I think some of these guys are they're so reckless that they're they're not thinking about the repercussions of their actions. Um, where you got older players, that's again, that's like one reason that makes the Cubs make me so proud is that they are doing it. Look, it sucks, but you're getting paid pretty well to hang out for a little bit. And just hang out in your hotel room. They're like a bunch of high school kids. When I go on road trips, I worry, you know, I, I would take our guys and you do room checks and you do all that stuff. Are we perfect? No. Kids will sneak out their windows. They figure out ways to get around the system. No matter what you do, young ball players want to get into some mischief. And it, it's, you know, I think they said it on the broadcast today, but I've been saying it many times. Someone needed to get code redded. Someone needed to get the, the soap in a, bl- in, a, in a pillowcase and say, look, if you go out one more time, I'm going to, you're going to get it worse because they've got to police themselves. And I think that, most, you know, again, all right now so far, just one, two organizations haven't. And that's frustrating because two organizations could have brought down the entire season. Now we're seeing no positives mm-hmm. from Philly. We're not seeing, you know, we're just seeing that the positives are only relegated to those two teams. That's a good thing. It, it, it doesn't seem like it's going to nosedive the season. We do have a bunch of, you know, chicken littles with the skies falling, you know, cancel the season every time someone tests positive. If you right. didn't think people were going to test positive, you're an idiot. Um, it's it's going to happen. So this. They almost kiboshed the season, and, and now I hope this is the wake-up call that baseball needed to uh, to get everybody to stay they, in their hotel rooms. Yeah. No, basically, it's not like they're asking them to stay locked up for like a year. It's like three months, dude. Just Not even. Two. And then if you're lucky enough to make the playoffs, three more weeks. Right. So, I, I mean, was, until I was maybe, 
these guys, if these guys need to fuck, MLB, get yourself a sponsor a sponsorship with like some shop that sells sex dolls. Get it? Come on, you guys already <laughs> the Roman ads. Just take that step. You know, sex doll presented by MLB.com. I don't know. Get it done. Sex doll workers unite. Yeah. The only thing is, it's not going to change until if you can prove that a player broke protocol and did indeed test positive for COVID. I mean, it sucks that he's got COVID, but you're going to have to throw a fine or something on top of that. And it's you have to do hurt. the case tracing first. And if you can case trace it back to like them being reckless, I'd sure as hell right. you should find the hell out of them. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to, I mean, it's bad, dude. Don't get me wrong. It's shit that you got a fucking virus, but like you did it to yourself and you endangered other people. There's got to be some kind of repercussion for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to hold it. And you know, it. like we, we go back to the whole Astros thing and like how they didn't get, uh, you know, the players themselves didn't really get any consequences because like they got the immunity mm-hmm. and like they basically told what happened and like that's the only reason we found out hold hold this over the entire cardinals roster and like the marlins roster because all those guys know what happened so hold it over mm-hmm. every single one of their heads like if you don't talk like hey buddy it, it doesn't matter if it wasn't your fault that paycheck you were expecting for this year gone so yeah do that if you get i know that sounds terrible but hey you're not again you're not just talking about your own clubhouse. You're talking about an entire league. Other guys, Steve, all, all these players are fucking pissed. Suze was tweeting out on Friday. It's like, I, and we're talking about a guy who missed all last year, tore his ACL in spring training, like rehab back, finally gets a deal. They, you know, the two sides finally agreed to something for the 2020 season. He's back. This guy fucking loves the game. And all of a sudden, cause some jackass in St. Louis or, group in Miami wants to just fuck around and you're going to ruin this guy, other guys, you know, right. just the White Sox. Imagine this great season, Luis Robert. It's like, you know what? Can't do it. Cause you know, like half the AL East or, you know, half the NL Central. Can't yeah. play, so. Some, the, some backup relief pitcher on the Marlins went out to the club and <laughs> brought it into the locker room and got everybody so, sick. Here's the thing. Be strict are people going to hate it? Yeah. Do you want to finish the season? Yes. So yep. you can't have one without and the dude, other. Again, guys, it's it's two months. Two. If you want to pay me how much most of these guys are making to sit in a hotel room for two months and play baseball, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I, I, it's just, it's, to it's me, that's horrible. just horrible. You're going to nice hotels. You're, I mean, yeah, it sucks being in a really cool they're, city and not being able to do yeah, things. They're not staying in the Red Roof Inn, man. No. They're staying in very nice hotels. With yeah, it's and DoorDash works just fine. You can order DoorDash from any. I mean, if you want to use DoorDash, or you could. I mean, room service is good. There's ways to get your food and your groceries and take care of yourself. They're, gonna, and, they're taking care of you. It's two months. Though. Mm-hmm. It's like an extended summer camp. Just like. I don't know. I don't get it. But hopefully it's all squared away now. I think I really think that this is going to be like the biggest scare of the season. I think teams have seen like people will put you on blast. Like if you go and fuck this up, like and you know what? So you know, hopefully we, we all shit on Rob Manfred, deservedly so. But that threat mm-hmm. or whatever, and like apparently it wasn't a threat, you know, it was just a conversation with Tony Clark. Uh, right. 
that old PA. But hey, he's right. You guys can't just be fucking around going out every like time you guys are on the road. You can't just no. like, yeah, you know, it, it might be only one positive test here, one positive there. But if this just keeps happening every series, like, yeah, of yep. course things are going to get shut down. And we've <laughs> seen how ridiculously contagious this is. Like, oh. I was going to say, too, how, how, how terrified are you if you're like that, that dude that went out like six, seven days ago? Because it has like an incubation period of like up to like 15 days. So like mm-hmm. you could have made a mistake two weeks ago. That's why like Manfred's threat is great, but we wouldn't know the, the, the actual results of the threat for another two weeks even in some cases. That's it's a hard thing to get around. So like there might be some more positives based on how people were behaving over the last two weeks. Right. Um, we're getting close to like now where it's been a week what since the Marlins. So I think people were almost outside of that window. And once we get past that window that I don't think you're going to see, like so I said, I don't think you're going to see another one of these like, um, hot zones. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I think everyone's terrified to be the person that ruined the baseball season at this point. Yeah. You will be ostracized forever, especially now on social media and shit, dude. Nah, mm-hmm. you can't be fucking with that. You're done. All right, pictures everywhere. Let's call it a, call it a show there, right at the one thirty mark here. Um, yeah, we'll have the the main show again out on Friday morning. Uh, always make sure you're following us on Twitter at Pinwheels Ivy Pod. Uh, hit us up in the DMs if you want us to talk about something particular or if you just want to see something on the show. Uh, so for KFids, although I'm Zoe, we'll see you guys later on this week. But stay hot, Chicago baseball. I don't even have to say Cubs or Sox, Chicago baseball. Um, yeah, take care of everybody. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season make it all change. Every season make it all change. Get out to the ball game. Get out to the ball game.